Holly G with the Golf Insiders. Pour me another Colin Morikawa, the winner and champion golfer of the year. Bringing it home on Sunday at Royal St. George's Golf Course. And it's my pleasure to get his expert commentary today. Gary Van Sickle from the Morning Read and SportsIllustrated.com. Hello, my friend. No, I thought you were about to introduce Colin Morikawa. I was getting excited. Now it's a big letdown to find out it's me. Well, I'm just trying to talk over this head cold I have, so hopefully my listeners will pardon my morning voice. But, uh, wow, uh, his uh, his ball striking did the talking, didn't it? I, I think it was really the putter. I think in the last round he had the putting round of his life. And honestly, because if he doesn't, Jordan Spieth wins it. Wins that Open Championship. He made, I mean, you can't, did he, did he two-putt anything? I mean, it seemed like Morikawa made a putt on every hole. He kind of, he, he was more Jordan Spieth than even Jordan Spieth. So that's the difference for him. We already knew he's a great iron player, and his ball striking's really good, and his short game's pretty good, but the putting has been his weak spot. Uh, I saw a stat somewhere where in 2000, a couple of years ago he was, no, I take that back. Uh, I was gonna. The stat I saw was for Louis Oosthuizen had gone from 123rd to number one in strokes gained putting, but putting is Morikawa's weakest part of his game. But obviously, it wasn't weak at the Open. And if he's gonna putt like that, if he's gonna putt like Tiger Woods and hit the irons the way he hits them, he is. Uh, he may be the guy to beat. Yeah, he's certainly uh, looking that way, especially in the majors. Uh, we put all the attention on Brooks Kepka and, you know, his focus and, um, you know, tenacity, I guess, in terms of his approach to the majors. But, uh, you know, you got to call Colin the smooth operator because he – you know, made those putts in the middle of the round that were key to, to give him a little bit of gap on the field. And, um, you know, that, that proved to be, uh, you know, the winning formula. Yeah, if you look at his statistics, even, his proximity to the hole, his ball striking, his iron play, when Tiger was at his prime, he was hitting it closer to the pin than anybody and making more putts than anybody. And uh, getting up and down better than anybody. He was number one or two or three in almost every category with the irons and putting, and, and Morikawa was in the same general area with with his irons. And if he's going to move up and do this with the putter, look, if you hit it close and make the putts, who, who, you know, who's going to beat you? It, it really is a throwback to, in the face of Bryce DeChambeau, who thinks... The game is about distance and overpowering the golf course. Morikawa's turned that on its head, and he's 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 it's all about iron play and making putts. So we have an interesting contrast of two styles. Not that Deschambeau was a factor, but all anybody's cared about for the last year is how far somebody's hitting it, and Morikawa's making that seem not as relevant as we thought it was a year ago. Well, and they're saying a lot of things about 
Colin, that they were about Jordan, you know, especially in that 2015 to 2017 stretch, you know, about his maturity for his age, about how he was seeking the advice of, you know, older players, and that he just had a, um, you know, he had a lot of uh, golf wisdom, if you will, for, for his age. I thought it was interesting that they that he had gone to Mark O'Meara uh, for some helps on his putting, and it was O'Meara who got him using the claw. Yeah, I think it's the claw is a good way to go. I switched to it 10 or 12 years ago out of necessity. You do what you got to do. And when you first go to it, the, the claw kind of takes a little bit of the hit out of the stroke, and... I did the same thing when I started using the claw. I only used it inside about 15 feet, and outside of that, I was still putting conventionally. And that's kind of what he's done. And, you know, he may eventually go claw all the time, or he may he may mix it up. You know, Mickelson uses the claw, you know, whenever he feels like it. It's just, um, you know, in a lot of ways, it's a better way to putt than conventional. Especially it, on short putts. But, yeah, does it keep you from tightening up and, you know, forcing tension on those shorter putts, Gary? I don't know what it does, but if you've got any bad muscle memory putting conventionally, it's like um, it's a different way to putt, except it's not really that different. All you do is flip your right hand, you know, around so it's on top of the club instead of underneath it. And while it looks a lot different, it doesn't really – it isn't really that different. I mean, on your third or fourth – you can make your second or third five-footer putting this way. It's not a big adjustment. It is a big adjustment to get the speed in a, for distance control, but you, you can flip your right hand over right away and start putting six, eight feet and be be pretty effective with the claw. That's, that's the nice thing about it. There's not really a learning curve. As opposed to, you know, if you're going to switch and putt left-handed or cross-handed or any other way, there's there's a, there's a learning curve. And this one, the claw, there's not a learning curve. You can, you can be effective right away. That's what, I, that's what I liked about it. That's what a lot of people like. And it's perfect for, you know, if, you, if you're flinching on putts, you go to the claw, and it, uh, it'll, it'll relieve that at least you know, for a couple of years until your old habits maybe creep back. I don't know. Well, speaking of... I, I, I'd like to see a good analysis by some uh, some scientist, not to sound like Bryson DeChambeau again, but I'd like to see somebody really analyze why the claw grip works, some, some specialist in kinetic motion. So I'd be interested to know what the difference is, if there is one. Is it all mental? I think it's physical, but... Uh, the claw works where the conventional doesn't. Well, you you know, not to get deep in the weeds here, but you're you know you're placing, as you said, your hand on top of the grip, it, and I would think that that would keep you from, you know, icing your grip and you know allowing the the stroke to to be more fluid, especially in those shorter pressure pack putts. Yeah, I mean, you've barely got your right hand on the club at this point. Uh, maybe it forces you to use your shoulders and make more of a similar stroke, which is what they need in the PGA Tour because they're always putting greens that are at least 10 on the step. Versus the, yeah, versus the rest of us who are, 
frequently putting on, you know, what would be a good fairway at the PGA Championship. Um, so I, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's it's you're you're forced to use your shoulders because your right hand is kind of just going along for the, for the ride. ride. Yeah. Well, speaking of not needing a learning curve, uh, you've been to a lot of majors. Here is Morikawa coming out of the blocks, winning his first PGA championship in his first appearance. And then, thank you to COVID, uh, winning his first Open championship in his first appearance. That's uh, pretty special stuff. We always hear these Ryder Cup captains talk about looking for players with experience. Wouldn't you rather have a guy who's playing great versus a guy with experience? And here's a, I think Morikawa's got some experience, but this myth that, you know, if you if you can only if you can only win if you have experience, then how does anybody ever win his first major? So, good play is good play. Good players, you know, you wouldn't be there if you couldn't sustain pressure, and. I don't know. No one can really pinpoint what the mental factor is, but I, I'll, I'll go back to Tiger Woods and people. I said, oh, he's a great putter under pressure. He was mentally strong. It's like, was he mentally – and I say, was he mentally strong or was his technique so perfect that it, it didn't have to be mentally strong? I mean, that's not – you can't prove that. Only Tiger himself knows, but – you go to Morikawa, his technique on his irons is so good, he doesn't have to be mentally strong because he hits a good, he hits a flush 100% every time. So is that, are you going to give the guy credit for being gutsy and strong and whatever, or are you going to recognize that his, his technique is uh, is what carries him? I mean, we you can't put a percentage on it, but either way, the result is this guy is now the guy to beat. I mean, Dustin Johnson... Kefka DeChambeau, uh, he's already ahead of him right now as far as I'm concerned, and he's he's on a roll. I mean, I, I think Augusta obviously is going to be a place where he's probably going to struggle on the uh, struggle on the greens with his putting a little bit more like Rory has over the years. So, I mean, I think Augusta's probably going to be the hardest of the four majors for him to win. But, you know, we've seen Sergio win the Masters. We've seen... B.J. Singh win the Masters. Right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, in the right year, you don't have to be the best putter to win the Masters. You have to be the the guy who had a great ball striking week and a, and a week where nobody else really played their best. So, And that happens more often than you think. I, You know, the Open Championship we just saw was an example where you had three guys playing their best golf and Morikawa outlasted them, but... Really, uh, Spieth was right there if Morikawa hadn't made all those putts. And, and really, Eustazen was, was right there, too. It, any of those guys could have won that. Well, let's not but, count out John Rahm, who was, you know, he was hitting the edges all over the place, and they just weren't dropping. Yeah, he, he didn't get out of the blocks fast enough. To, he, he needed to be a little closer after three rounds than he was. But, yeah, he could have. He, he had a shot. So... You know, instead of looking like the uh, Rory and Brooks and Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson, maybe now we're looking at maybe golf top players right now are Morikawa and John Rahm, and that's the, maybe that's where we can get a rivalry going. And they, maybe these other guys, maybe Rory's not going to win another major. I wouldn't have believed that when he, you know, seven years ago, but now 
I just, you know, now I, now I wonder about him. I wonder if he's really got the desire after being out here for 13 or 14 years to really put in the work he needs to have to put into to really drive it as straight as, as Morikawa and put, and put as well as some of these guys. So it's funny how golf changes that quick. You know, we thought DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson and Kepka were big deals, and now all of a sudden we're looking at Morikawa and Rahm as maybe the top two guys for, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and who knows who else is going to pop up. There could be some guy who gets on tour this year, or a new guy, one of these college whiz, whiz bang boy wonders is going to come out and break out of the gates too. So it's it's fun. Golf keeps reinventing itself and reinventing its star system. Sure does. Uh, so speaking of popping up and popping off, Bryson... Bryson, PR blunder last week. I know, I know you're you love to go to the dark side on this stuff, Gary. Um, what was he thinking? I I can't imagine what he's thinking, but this is like two tournaments in a row. He's got an endorsement deal with Rocket Mortgage, and he goes there. He's the star attraction of that tournament, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and he goes there and plays poorly, misses a cut, and doesn't talk to the media either of the two days. You're the face of that tournament. They're basically paying you to be there. You basically are an employee of Rocket Mortgage, and you go there and blow it off. Then you come to... A major. Come to, come to, the, come to a major and rip, rip your own equipment company. Oh, this, I can't hit a draw with this five-degree driver that I'm swinging at 130 miles an hour. Well, no kidding. Nobody, Superman kid couldn't hit a draw with a five-degree driver. So, why don't you, hey, why don't you try a seven- or eight-degree driver, a more conventional loft that might be a little more forgiving, and since you're so bulked up, you're still going to hit a 350. What's the difference? I, I think he's backed himself into a, it seems like he's gotten away from playing golf and he's playing uh, long drive contest. Well, I think you've got this goofy feud going on with, you know, between him yeah, and it's not even. Yeah, it's not even. I don't even. There's not much to it. Two guys are just, you know, I think it started out as just two guys who were a little missed by each other. And then once the tour announced this social media program to give them, you know, millions of dollars, now I think they both realize, well, hey, you can keep this thing going. I'm, I might get two or three million dollars out of this. So I, I think the whole thing is half baked and overdone. Although I don't dispute that Depka has no really no use for Deschambeau. But um, again, that's a, if you're Deschambeau, you need to turn it. It's so simple. It's just not that hard to do your own PR and turn these things around. Deschambeau has a bad day with the driver. And you say, even, I, even you say he, yeah, I suck. After, I suck. No. <laughs> All he's got to do is come back the next day and say, oh, I love my driver today. I, you know, have some fun with it. Have, make fun of yourself. That's all you got to do. That people just want you to be human. You know, here's the difference right now between Colin Morikawa and Bryson DeChambeau. You look at Morikawa, what's not to like? He's smart. He's nice. He smiles. He's well-spoken. Uh, he's pleasant. He makes you know. He, he's not. He's happy to make fun of himself. Nobody says that about Bryson DeChambeau. 
mean, nobody's saying, oh, what's not to like? I mean, in the, in the match, he was kind of kind of an annoyance, really. And even even his partner, Aaron Rodgers, was kind of mocking his over-the-top scientific stuff, his jibber-jabber. Uh, You've you got an image problem, buddy. And, you know, Brooks Kepka, who has got a thinly veiled veneer of uh, disdain for the media and the public, this guy is mopping the floor with you, image-wise, in this feud. I mean, how are you losing a PR battle to Brooks Kepka? That's impossible. So... He has really dropped the ball in a number of areas, and I think part of his problem is he feels like he's got to reinvent golf and become better every single day of his life. And I don't, I don't think anybody can live up to that. And I think, you know, that's just the way he's wired. He's got to keep getting better every day. And sometimes when you make a move, you don't get better, you get worse. And in his case, because he's so smart or thinks he is, it's very difficult for him to admit that he, something he's done might be a mistake. So I think that's where all this comes from, is frustration and ego and pride. And uh, he's not painting a pretty picture. I mean, he's making himself uh, into, I don't, I don't want to say he's the next Patrick Reed, but he's making himself into some uh, a big star that a lot of people whiny, don't like. A whiny baby. He's a, he sounds like an entitled Silver Spoon Country Clubber. is like why doesn't everything go my way? It's not fair. <clears throat> I, I know at Rocket Mortgage, he'd hit a drive in the rough, and he'd go down there and goes, but I hit a good drive, and he's looking at this ball in the rough. But that was a good shot. I, I hit it was a good drive. It's like, no, it was, a, it was in the rough. Get over it. It happens all the time. It's like these guys miss a putt, and they stand and look at it like in disbelief. Like, yeah, there's only two things that can happen when you hit a putt. It goes in or it doesn't. So you stand there and do all those histrionics. It's like, aren't you used to this by now? It didn't go in. Move on. Let's go. But yeah, I agree. He's he's got needs to uh, he needs to sharpen up his image a little bit. He needs some help. And assuming he's willing to listen to anybody, but I don't I don't expect that to happen. Well, will it happen? Won't it happen? Is golf going to happen in the Olympics, Gary? Uh, Boy, these games look like they're uh, teetering uh, every day that goes by. What, what's your uh, thought on what's going on over in Tokyo? It's starting to sound like the Japanese version of the Titanic. Uh, that's just a small leak. You know, we yeah, it was no, no damages. We're fine. We're fine. It's a small, well, the deck's sinking, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of golf in the Olympics either, to me. There's, when you hit, when the when the global schedule is filled with golf every weekend on several tours, uh, that's not a sport that needs an Olympic showcase as opposed to track and field or these events that you know may maybe have one World Championship a year and nothing else. Uh, so I'm not a big fan of. I don't think golf needs to be in, in the Olympics, but yeah, the Olympics. Uh, you know, once Toyota pulled the plug. On sponsoring the, you know, it's the biggest company and most important company in Japan. Once they pull the plug, it's like, oh wow, this got serious. You know, there's no fans. Toyota's out. Uh, why even? Have, I mean, 
I think it's a fair question. They, they might still cancel them, I think. I, I wouldn't rule it out. We are uh, represented uh, by Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, and Ann Bryson, the Chambeau. So um, I do know for those guys, representing the USA means a lot. And, uh, you know, Colin's uh, part Japanese, so... I'm sure he'll go over. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll go over real well over there. And you know, the best thing about Olympic golf was, and uh, you kind of forget this, but basically because of Tiger, Tiger taught us that second place sucks. Well, it doesn't really. But in the Olympics, what I thought the best part of the golf was that, uh, especially in the women's category, I mean, they were playing hard, grinding hard for second and third place to get a medal. And we're not used to, you know, we watch professional golf, and if you don't win, uh, so, you know. Second and third place should matter, and I like the fact that you get a bronze, a silver medal and a bronze medal in the Olympics, and it, it is something to play for. I mean, Matt Kuchar's got an Olympic medal. That's pretty cool. Yes, he so does. So I like that part of it. I, I'd like to see the PGA Tour figure out a way to somehow make runner-up and third place seem like a bigger deal. I guess, you know, giving out medals for those probably wouldn't work, but... Um. Well, uh, they give out a big medal, and it's on a big ribbon, and it has a lot of, it has a lot of panache uh, worldwide, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know what the answer is, but I'd like to see a little bit of that attitude transfer to regular golf, where second and third place should be get a little more respect than it does. Well, we have the 3M Championship in the Twin Cities of Minnesota this weekend, the 3M Open. Another long-standing sponsor. we got to give kudos to these tournaments that fill in the gaps, right, Gary? Um, That, uh, you know, has continued to support a great tournament. Not easy after a major, but uh, Louie's going to be there teeing it up. Yeah, and Dustin Johnson, I believe, is playing. So uh, this was uh, this was where DeChambeau edged uh, Matthew Wolf, I think, a couple of years ago. So Matthew Wolf is playing. There's a guy we kind of forgot about. So he took some time off. So he might be a guy to watch because he's got a record there, and um, he's it's, it's a course that obviously rewards some some length. So there's a lot of guys fit into that card category in the tour. Yeah, TPC Twin Cities, um, you know, always always enjoy TPC course. They're so great visually and, and great for the fans. Uh, Tony Finau also is uh, in the in the field. It's great, yeah, it's great to know that he's still playing golf because it's hard to tell. Oh, oh. It's hard to tell from watching. He hasn't been a factor in anything in, in a while. So we're, you know, guys always go, you guys go through, up spells and down spells, and you know he's he's kind of not been in contention for a while, well, you got which it makes you wonder because he's so good. How is that possible? But well, talk, talk about nobody, a guy nobody, talk about a guy who doesn't mind taking second, third, or fourth place. He's probably one of the you know the highest money winners, right? For a guy who hasn't won much. Yeah, he's he's made a lot of money. He's had a great career, and he just doesn't have a lot of wins to show for it. Uh, and I obviously attribute to me, and you can attribute that right to his putting. He's a guy who, you know, who almost makes a lot of putts, but doesn't. 
I mean, you feel for him. He he, he rolls it, and it's all over the hole, and they just don't go in. Well, I'm sort of I'm in that same category, except I'm not. My putts are not all over the hole. They just don't go in. They're not anywhere near the hole. They don't go in. But he comes close all the time and just can't quite get them. And um, the guys on the PGA Tour are the best putters in the world. And if you're not one of the best putters in the world, it's very tough to win. If you're if you're just average, you probably not. If you just putt average on a week, you're not going to win. That's that's how good everybody is. And he, and it and it just gets tougher as, as deep as this talent is, and how these guys come out ready to play. Look how well Spieth played at the Open Championship, and most weeks he would have won that, except Morikawa had the putting round of his life on Sunday. And that's what he had to have to win that. It's even as good as he played, he still needed a, needed a putt great that week to pull that off. And otherwise, Spieth wins that, or Tyson wins that. It's, it's a tough league to finish number one. Indeed. And we'll leave it there, Mr. Gary Van Sickle from The Morning Read and SportsIllustrated.com. Thank you so much.